honestly, though, you have played the game for a long time. Don't you have anything else to do with your time? Gaming Blues Podcast. Welcome to the Gaming Blues Podcast. It's a weekly podcast where my friend and I talk about video games. I'm joined by my best friend and pal, Darren. How are you today? I am honored and privileged because God I'm your best it. friend. <laughs> uh, intros are hard, but we will get better at it. But at the very least, this podcast improved because now it has a name. Yep, has a name, actually has a schedule, and we're actually episode one now. We're getting there. Oh, we're past zero. That's cool. I, I wasn't sure how the plan was for that, but I'm glad that we're actually moving forward in progression. Next up, reach double-digit episodes. Here it oh, goes. Oh, boy. Once, it, once you get to that point, it's just downhill. It's just all downhill once you get to double digits. Because then but you get that, closer to triple digits. And after triple digits, you've been around for too long. You're, not, you're, you're irrelevant. I'm hoping we make some kind of money at that point. Not that we're I doing mean, this for money. The, the goal <laughs> no, of any no, no. podcast should be the fun of it. But it's nice if the podcast can pay for its own hosting. That's ideal. Or you're rich enough to pay for it. Mm. Well, not in this economy. <laughs> Have you seen gas prices? Oh my god, dude. We're in Canada right now and it reached it peaked 170 cents now. In British Columbia, it's the highest price it's ever been in history. Like 2019 is has got to be the one of the weirdest years in history ever. Yeah, I mean we got Devil May Cry 5 and there's that dance with the hat. That's pretty weird. People were offended by the dance, by the way. Why? Cuz it references Michael Jackson? No, because they thought it was out of place for Dante to like just randomly dance out of nowhere. Did they not see the part in Devil May Cry 3 where he rides on a missile and he's like, whoa! No, this just... is all like these like recent uh, like game journalists at like publications that doesn't not normally cover I mean, video games. But that might be the spectrum of game journalists that said DMC was like a really good story and it was like the best Devil May Cry game. Like you don't Devil May Cry 5, it has its moments, but you just play it because it's like it's like a love like letter a cool to the guy. fans. I it's a literal it love letter. Cool. And that game has a ridiculous amount of budget going into it, especially considering what it is. I mean, for what it's worth, like that dancing scene is worth every second. I showed it to my sister and she was like in shock. (laughs) Like not a lot of video games take a risk now like like that. Well, here's the thing. You have to consider that A, they had to render this in engine. So it's using time, time's money in a company. B, they paid an actor to mocap this. They paid animators to animate it and graphics artists to help the design and do the lighting. Like, there, there, there is a whole production put into this. I mean, it, it all works out in the end, right? I mean, they acknowledge it as, it as it happening in the game. Nico's stoked about it. I mean, like, you and I played all the Devil May Cry games. I didn't play two, but I did play one, But three, you said all five, the Devil May four. Cry games, so that's accurate. Uh, anyway, and two. like, even if Devil May Cry Five three, doesn't even acknowledge two. Even if you play four, like he does ridiculous things. Like, it's like industry standard. Four by now. is like the peak of crazy Uncle Dante. He does like sexual innuendo things. Well, he gets the what's it called, Lucifer? Yeah, during that. Point. Yes, Lucifer. He does like Shakespearean poetry with what's his face, Agnes. Um, Nico's mom, dad, dad. dad. Whoa, <laughs> like whoa, <laughs> that's too Oops. far. Oops, that's too far. <laughs> Oh my god. I detest that. I actually wished he was still alive in a way. So that he can like meet up in. No, no, I wanted Nico to kill him. 
<laughs> I think she says something like that in the game. Oh, yeah, like... Because I think Dante... Um, I think it's like a I later think, point in the game. I think Nero goes like, do you really want to meet the guy that killed your dad? Like, isn't that messed up? And she's like, nah. Nah, she cool. But nah, she I think cool. that's way after, like, she found out that her, her dad was dead. Because if yeah. you re- read, like, the prequel novel, like, they go through, like, a whole explanation of, like, what happened. Mm, that's what I needed to know. I mean, I did link you to the prequel novel for you to read, but I guess you never did. It's freaking Devil May Cry 5. <laughs> it's a great prequel novel. Like, when we go to Japan, if they still sell it, I'm actually get it. Because it actually explains, like, well, it explains what happens before and actually mentions Lucille from Devil May Cry 2. Before, like, the uh, all the things that happened in 5. So that was, like, a good throwback. Wow. People actually like Lucille, man. I mean, fair. You can you can like whatever you want. You're free to that. Some people oh, wow. like DMC. You're allowed to like that. I'm not going to take that away from you because it's good for you. But just don't mm. say it's the best one. That's it. Oh, what? DMC 2? No, DMC. When people say DMC is the best one, they're usually... We're talking really about that reboot, right? It. Yes. They're, they're okay. reboots that honestly seemed just... That thing had so much holding it back. I mean, messy, I mean, the it was game a, was, it was a messy fun. It, I'll give it this. It has the best platforming in any Devil May Cry game. Like, Ugh. hands down. That, that, but, but that's not why I play Devil May Cry. That's not still I a weird thing to say. Like, but Devil May Cry and platforming. So much, I mean, all of them have it to an extent. Like, yeah, for like one, one has like a Mario 64 level where you need to jump on very specific platforms or you can't progress. That is so annoying, though. In an action game. Yeah, like, 3 is probably the smartest about it, and then 5 doesn't really have any elements of that outside of, like, secret missions or trying to get, like, secret areas. But DMC was just very poignant on it. But to be fair, that's, like, that's my takeaway from the game is, oh, man, the platforming, this is pretty cool. Like, that, like it's, and, and I'm not saying that going, I'm having fun with it, but it's, like, me going, oh, neat. This is a thing that works. Neat. Cool. And then I, I love the how you didn't mention Devil like, May Cry 4's BS with the like the Beyblade and the board game. Because bo- that was yeah. BS too. It was not really well, platforming. I'm, but Yeah, like, I, I guess that's why. I mean, Devil May Cry <laughs> has always had weird level design. There's always one level in every Devil May Cry game that just drives people up a wall. Oh my god. I hate, I hated the warm level in Devil May Cry 3. We oh, inside, the like, Leviathan? The gigantic flying thing? Yeah, oh my god. I, that, I actually, I went through that after I beat 5, and I didn't have that rough of a time. It's crazy. Mostly because of that one chase sequence that gives you, like, motion sickness. Oh, yeah, I can see that. There's blur and whatnot. Man, we're talking about such a niche thing, only four people are going to understand what we're talking about. I mean, that kind of proves for hardcore gamers, right? <laughs> I mean, I gotta, I gotta, you know, pump my chest for that cred. But I beat Sekiro, yeah. so I'm basically a god at gaming, according oh to the internet. Oh my god. And you beat all the Souls games, too. I mean, I'm basically an H-core gamer. My god. I, w- I wish I could have some of your gaming prowess so I can actually beat Souls games. I mean, if, are you good at parrying? No. I'm good are at you dodging. good at parrying with generous <laughs> parrying windows? Uh, to be honest... I only play Dark Souls, and that's like well, Revengeance. playing Revengeance. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God! Did I play that? Yes, I did. What? I was gonna say like you've had to. 
No, I, I did, but I only beat up to a certain point. You never finished it? I... What? I have finished a lot of things, Darren. Come on! I have finished a lot you of You need things. to finish it for that final boss fight! Okay, how about this? Here, listeners, listeners. I want to make a deal right here. Okay. If I, I will beat Revengeance by next week... Or next recording, I guess. You could beat it by the uh, end uh, of this uh, evening. Uh, you could beat uh, it in the span of listening don't to this podcast. Me, don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> this, is not, this is bullshit. <laughs> Only if Darren... like, Okay, here's the thing. Darren and I bought Persona 5 almost at the same time. At launch. At launch. And I beat it within like the first few weeks. Um, best game ever, 10 out of 10. Um, but Darren got busy with other games during that launch window, so he, he stopped playing. And I think no, he's no, had, I gotta, I gotta back this up. So what? What's your, Persona, what's your problem? Persona Five comes out. I'm in my last semester of university, which I've taken all fourth year courses. I'm trying to finish, and all of them have deadlines, like literally during the week of release for Persona Five and the week after, and then two weeks from then, I went to Japan for two weeks. Go on. So my whole playtime with Persona 5 was super disjointed and super spread across. So those initial hours took me weeks to get through because I didn't have time. Then I went away. So I had to like almost like I had to restart once because I completely forgot a lot of the starting events. Mm-hmm. So I I know that Kamoshida arc really well. Mm-hmm. I'm good for that. Um I'm still waiting for your excuse. Then I got back and went to the job hunt mm-hmm. because I graduated university. Then I had to graduate. I had to go to my graduation ceremony. Like all this stuff happened within weeks of me getting back. Mm-hmm. So my time on Persona 5 was super split apart. Mm-hmm. And to preface this, like I've played every Persona game. And every time I've beaten one of those games, it's me doing nothing but playing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm already screwed for trying to get through this. And then by the time I actually sit down and have time to play... I'm doing job interviews, I'm working part-time somewhere, and then eventually I work full-time and it just it just falls apart. Answer me this, wise guy. How many games have you beat in between during those period? Which period? Like, even... Okay, let's say... Hmm, okay, I'll give you the caveat that you're busy during, like, the job search. Whatever. That's a given. Mm-hmm. So during that point when you got your job, up till now, how many games have you beaten? I actually don't know. I, I don't feel like it's that many. <laughs> you beat Devil May Cry 5. You also beat Sekiro. Yeah. I think okay. you'll also Devil play like Ace Combat 5? 7 to a degree. I haven't beaten 7. I played a decent amount of it, but I haven't beaten it. I want to beat it because the game's good. But mm-hmm, a lot of mm-hmm. shit came out. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 is max 12 hours. Like, it's not that long. Sekiro, 12 hours you could have put into Persona 5, my friend. I put 12 hours into Persona 5, and I'm like a quarter of a way done one dungeon. There you go. You can at least beat one dungeon. But that's the thing. (laughs) You have to, like, marry yourself to that game to beat it. And you have to be in the right mind state to to play it, to beat it. Oh, my God. Like, I, like that, that's, I'm totally like that with RPGs. Back when I was younger, I used to drop every RPG I played. I used to get, like, 80% of the way through and drop it. And the depressing thing is, in Persona 5 circumstance... Is that I'm like only like 35 or 40 percent done, maybe not even, and it's been so long that I have to restart. So if I have to restart, I might as well just play the new version that's going to come out. I, I worked, I worked during that time, worked six day weekends, not the greatest part of my life, but 
I still beat it, losing sleep for it. You not, are the same level as a dedicated fan as me. You should have like, or not should have, but like, I would have expected you to actually, you know, spend more time with it, even if you sacrifice sleep for it. Like, I come mean, on, Darren. For Persona 3, I sacrificed, I probably shaved years off of my life the way I played that game. Because I had a painting job where I would get up at 5 in the morning every day to get to work because I had, to, I had a two-hour drive to work during rush hour. All, all so, I'm asking... I used to stay up till 2 in the morning playing Persona 3 Portable every night, and I beat that game in, like, three weeks. Just play it. But there's a new version coming out. It's the going new... to have... It's going to be definitive. Why wouldn't I just play the definitive version? Because the Cause I, I, okay. split up our listeners don't have is that you and I have had this dialogue for months, maybe even a year at this point. Well, and... I'm so frustrated because I literally talked to you for over a year just to, you know, put progress on it. But every time you just like get away with it. Stuff just like, comes oh, I don't out, have time. Life I don't have time. Happens. But here's the thing. Time is so pressed now and there's so many different things to do with it. You could have beaten it and we could have been talking about it, about the Royal Edition and what could have brought. But no, I'm, I'm just sure here trying to convince will. you to beat it. But there's no point in me beating it now. That's the whole point. Oh me beating it doesn't make sense with a new version coming out. It's like saying to somebody a month, perso- like Persona 4 Golden's announced, going, no, don't play that. Because here's the other thing. If they announce that new Persona Edition's coming out for Switch... My likelihood of beating it dramatically increases because half my day is spent on transit. Not half my day. Here's that's the thing over exaggeration, but that's at least like almost three hours a day dedicated to playing it. That's good. The Royal Edition won't come out for like at least a year. But if it comes out on Switch, it'll be worth waiting. It won't come out this year. But if it comes out to Switch, it will be worth waiting. It'll be the same experience. You just get an excuse to actually play it. And I get it. new stuff. That's <laughs> oh my, my point. Oh my Otherwise, God. if I just freshly beat 5, why would I ever want to play the Royal Edition? It just feels like you wasted your money, in a way. I mean, it's not really. I supported the game. I still played like 40 or 50 hours of it. Then how are you not even halfway through the game? Because that game is like 150 hours long. No, it isn't. I didn't even get Futaba. Oh my god. I didn't even get her in my party. That game's so long. Like, I did everything possible in that game to, like, I beat every single Mementos, and I don't even have 100 hours clocked in for, like, the first playthrough. Every person I've talked to has spent, like, 130 minimum. My god, dude. Like, it's it's like a part-time job to play that game. And that's not a bad thing. It's <sighs> just a time investment, and that's really scary. Okay, how about this, then? Well, actually, I was actually getting to this point until you kind of segued it. I don't want you to beat the entire game. How about you just beat it up to Futaba level? Because I think that's the, like the best dungeon in my opinion, out of everyone else's. Oh boy! Is just that so down? Hot? Just downhill for half the game, eh? Oh yeah, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Royal Edition will fix that, and make all the dungeons great, and then I can just have an even better experience. Because here's the thing: level. here's the thing. If I'm gonna have a hundred hours, let's say, on Persona Five, versus having a hundred hours on Persona Five Royale, right? Mm-hmm. 
if they improve the core experience in Royale, isn't it worth waiting for that to be my my main experience of the game? Isn't it worth... Like, here's the thing, too. If my main experience for Persona 3 was with FES or the original PS2 release versus Persona 3 Portable, I wouldn't enjoy the game as nearly as much as I do. Because those AI party to notice all the differences, driven me up though. a wall. But I don't need to appreciate the differences. I can retroactively appreciate them because in Persona 3 Portable's case, the core game is just better. It's just a better game. It plays better. It's got more content. It's got better, smarter design in it. And they kind of did that with Golden to an extent too, but they had a much more refined product. So the idea being Persona 5 Royale could be this incredibly more immense game. Maybe there's cut content. Maybe there's stuff like that. They, it just makes a more complete experience. I bet you money, even if Royale comes out, you're not going to play it. At that point, you'll probably find I some will. other excuse. No, I would totally play it. <laughs> especially if they go, yo, Switch release. <laughs> That's what I'm holding out for. Because playing RPGs on my train ride is like the shit. That's the best part of my day. Right now, I read Game of Thrones on the train and that's the best part of my day i look forward to waking up really early in the morning because it means i get to read i look forward so tell to tell me this home. if they didn't announce the switch edition or the royal edition you would like never beat it then i would need just to be in the right state of mind or eventually you just have to annoy me enough <sighs> i annoyed you for a year i annoyed you so much because i want to talk to about, talk about the final boss with you so bad okay here's the thing uh well for listeners who be persona 5 the second to last boss his appearance and darren's love of a certain japanese franchise would make him literally have an orgasm when he sees him but i can't talk about it with him because he just refuses to beat it not gonna wait for another two years for him to beat it why would it take me two years if it comes out in a year Oh, you don't even know that if it releases in a year. Well, maybe the Switch edition, but Royal, I, I bet you, it I takes like Q2 2020. I would like I to you. think... I, I mean, I'm probably wrong about this because as we've seen by Persona Q2, having like it's not coming out till this summer, which is mm-hmm. crazy because it came out in Japan like a year ago, right? Localization issues. But I remember Persona 5 had a long time between the Japanese release date and the English release date. There's a lot of dialogue to translate and like voices there is, to record. There is. I get it. I get it. I appreciate it. I've been a JRPG fan for a long time. I can wait for translations, but I feel like they could go, oh yeah, it's out tomorrow, but we still wouldn't get it for a year because of the translation. Yep. Darren will Here's be a better Persona question. 5 in Do you think they would actually go... I remember a lot of people complained about the Japanese to English translation, the localization for Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would go back and change it? No. You don't think they would? Only because it seems like... Because <sighs> it, nah. it would cost resources. It would cost a lot of resources. You would have to re-record lines. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you have to re-record every line. And they have to actually judge like which part is they would consider to be actually quote-unquote wrong translation, right? Yeah, but I all, remember all based there used on, to like, be a lot of outrage threads about it when the game released. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I don't think it's... I would rather see them put that money towards, like, new new content. To but that's just, that's just Sega of, like, America who has to put that cost. Atlas is just doing their thing. It doesn't it really affect them. 
Sega giving money? No, but it's like the, it's just the lo- on the localization team. It's just money they have to pay the localizers versus the actual developers. Like they're not going to be able to put that money into the game because that money would just go to localization. I think I can live live with it to be honest. Like if they sure. do it, it's fine, but personally I haven't realized any like um, I mean it's probably beyond our understanding or appreciation because we're not that into actual knowing of the Japanese language and appreciating its finer details. How do you even know that? Does they mean does that mean they actually play through the Japanese version and the English version? Presumably. Oh wow. See that's some dedication right there. No, there's there's crazy dedicated people out there who will find all sorts of crap like that. And I thought you were one of them. Uh, you are you are mistaken. I don't have 200 hours to... I I can't spend 200 hours (laughs) to complain about a translation. Uh, I just just complain about it when it sucks, like in Fire Emblem Fates. You did complain about that. They made some... uh, Do you know why? Because I played the Japanese version, and I could tell what was changed. Uh, (laughs) Only your passion for Fire Emblem likes to translate to Persona. Okay, anyway. <laughs> first of all, playing a Fire Emblem game in Japanese is a lot easier than playing a Persona game in Japanese. All right, we're done here. Darren will never beat Persona 5 until Gold Royal I will Royal beat Edition. it one day. One day, maybe we'll talk Smash. about it. Mm. Speaking of Joker playing in Smash. Hey, Darren. Joker's out in Smash now. Hopefully you're able to download him after someone at Nintendo decided to make the server maintenance the same night that their new Smash character and patch released. It's smart, right? A lot of people are going to log into the servers, me to check if it's but good or not. Down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, like everyone was just like outraged going, oh, they took down those, like the servers are dying, Nintendo's internet sucks. And then it's just, oh no, they just decided to do maintenance. Nintendo, Nintendo's still stupid then, why? <laughs> like, I feel like there must have been a communication mishap. Like, they I had mean, like that on. whole announcement going, yeah, get them tomorrow. And it's like, Hey Fred, uh, wait. Fre- Fred, why are the servers down? Oh, this is our regular. Oh, this is our regular maintenance. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh no. Wait, why? What's wrong? Doug Bowser, please. Your first day at the first big thing in your new position, and you let this happen. Well, we can't blame Reggie anymore. Sure, we can. <laughs> no, we can. can't. He's not in a position of power no more. You, Although we can I bet always you, blame you. I bet you he has like the paper that if he mm-hmm. signed, that Mother Three would come out in English, and he just brought it with him. He'll never be. You'll <laughs> never guess. Mother Three. That game's good. Too it's also we'll like twenty hours long. Really? Yeah. So it is not nearly as much of a time investment as many other RPGs. Yeah, you probably won't beat it. <laughs> I, I've beaten it. Moving on. It's Speaking really of Joker coming in Smash, mm. we're moving on. Damn it, <laughs> Joker in Smash, which means remixes of Persona tracks in Smash, and it means I get to have the world's greatest battle theme in my uh, fighting game. They're banging the Persona Three remix is so good. The Aria of Souls. Yes. Yes. That Tw- is go listen ridiculous. To it right now, it's. Well, it's the best remix out of the all the three, three, like three to f- like the all the persona oh, like the remixes new for Smash. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Smash Orchestra is just absurd in their talent and what they're able to produce. Like when you, especially for Smash Ultimate, when I look at a lot of the track lists, 
mm-hmm. and I go and listen to like the ones that are unique for Smash Ultimate, holy crap. Like the Castlevania OST I, is ridiculous. I love their ability to take a slow song and make it into a really fast song. Yeah. It's pretty, it's it's quite it's quite awesome. Like their like, Mega Man stuff is also really good too. They can literally turn any song into a rock remix. They turn Snake Eater into a rock remix. Like what the <laughs> hell? It's so good. They can they, they have that power. It's their quirk. Remix. Like Aria of Soul is a freaking like opera style like it's a very slow opera song that's meant to be played when you're in a menu and they turned it into a fighting game song (laughs) that's incredible (laughs) but do you know i i'm really excited for that you're gonna you're gonna have the smash ultimate finals at evo and they're gonna go it's gonna be on random like battlefield for let's say Mm -hmm. and they get the persona stage they get mementos Oh. The new stage. And it's Evo Grand Finals, Match Point, and Mass Destruction's in on the background. Oh, yeah. Is there a Burn oh. My Dread remix? I don't think there is, sadly. Which is a which Aww. is a bummer because they just did a new remix of it for the Persona 3 movie, which is really the remix is really good. I bet it's a licensing issue with Lotus Juice, probably. But isn't he involved? Is he? Is he's involved in mass destruction? Isn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't be a. It wouldn't. Don't they? Doesn't he work for Atlas at this point? I have no clue. Because I literally all I know of him is through his work he's done with Atlas. I mean that that's where he got his like namesake, right? Yeah. Like I don't know if he's actually like an independent artist who can just go do whatever he wants. Like I feel like he's almost like a contract musician at this point. Fun fact: um, If you played Episode Arden for Final Fantasy Fifteen, Lotus just did a track for that game. You know, it's really, <laughs> it's funny you bring that up. I recently had the craziest urge to watch all the cutscenes from Episode Arden just to see what they shot out. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, they just shat it's that good. out. It's good. What? What? In what world? What's wrong with it? <laughs> they take this monstrous character, attempt to really quickly humanize him with the most unconvincing plot ever. They don't, they brush through what's supposed to be decades of his life, and it's just now nah, he's evil now. Darren, I'm surprised they can evil. even push out a product for something they I'm canceled. Not, I, well, they they announced that they're just not doing the other ones. Yeah, sucks I mean, to be it, you, those who bought that. But I, I was like, I was quite. I think the whole Final Fantasy 15 story is just a a train wreck. Like the whole narrative. You mean a car wreck? <laughs> oh, loop loop. Okay, Ooh. enough segues. Getting back to my original point. So Lotus today, Juice. an interesting article by Kotaku UK was posted saying a song that was released two years ago for Persona 5 contains, uh, let's say, a derog- derogatory slur against disabled people. Hmm. Which song is it, actually? Wake up, get up, get out there. Oh. Not the uh, ben- Beneath the Mask. Because Wake Up, Get On, Get Out There is the opening theme, correct? Correct. 
which has been out for even now, longer. Now guess which part right? is. So this hmm? has been out for this been, this song's been out for like almost like 3 Two or 4 three years cuz they that was what they showed off the game with was this track. Yep. How come it's only a problem now? So technically the part where the article points out as a problem is not an actual like lyric of the song. So you know when oh. during certain songs during like uh what do you call those? The chorus? I, guess, like, I don't know. Like interludes, I guess? In, in, like in between, you reach like the second verse of the song? Sure. Like some rappers. like I little know music. Du- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we know music. During we know music. The, during Musical interlude training. 2. Interlude 2. Inter- Part 2 of I was the interlude. Intermissions. Yeah. Like, that's for movie terms. Anyway. Um, some songs, especially rap songs or any other songs, they like kind of do like an ad-lib moment here and there and just say like whatever they want that might not be part of the actual lyric. So let me freestyle, actually, if you will. Yeah, freestyle. Okay, here's the thing. Here's what the person says. Are you ready? Ready to pick up the pieces? Let's go. Let's play. I think the official line is wreak, wreak havoc or, or retort it. I can say it. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Now keep in mind... The singer of this song is Japanese. Singing who, English lyrics, which is Lotus Juice's style. Who I think or has good pronunciation, to be honest. Like, bad yeah. slurs here and there, but I think, she, I think they're really good. Well, I'd say for the majority of, of uh, Shoujo... Is it Shoji Meguro? Is the, Shoji Meguro-san, yes. Yeah, yes, he is the composer for since Persona 3. Actually, it might have been since Persona 2. I think maybe even the two series. for the PSP remixes. I think he did all of them actually, but in three he kind of took this crazy funky direction. And that's where lo- people like Lotus Juice were brought on. Mm-hmm. And I want to say of all the like talent he's worked with, Lotus Juice definitely has the best pronunciation. Like the, I can't remember her name, but the woman who sings a lot of the lyrics in Persona Three and Persona Four, mm-hmm. her pronunciation is rough. Yep. Like, if you listen to Reach Out to the Truth, which is a great battle theme, it can be confusing as to what's said. Right? Yep, but not to a point where, where this article is trying to reach. Yeah. So, let me just, let me just say it. Um, they thought when the uh, singer, um, Lin, is trying to say, wreak havoc or retort it, as a lot of people on Twitter, uh, people on Twitter, Twitter is trying to say, um, the article is trying to push that they're saying retarded, as in, like mental retardation, retarded. And when I first heard this, I'm like, same reaction as you. Why is this a problem now, for a the song that came out, out like two years. or three years ago? Yeah. yeah. And the best part is, wouldn't you look up what the lyrics are if you're writing an article about it to make sure. To cross-reference? Quote-unquote, this is our transcription of what's said. But why do you have a transcription? There's lyrics out for it. I I actually looked at the lyrics out of curiosity, but since that's like an ad-lib or like a really silent part, that's not part of like the official lyrics. Okay, so fair. They had to transcribe this. But like, apparently... But you're still guessing. they, They didn't like the editors didn't like process this before releasing it. It's released at ASAP. It's like the rumor floating around Twitter. That's and I can believe that since you know, that's poor. That's poor. 
so it's very clickbaity too. Here's the thing. Ever since, well, I I did when I said 2019 feels like a really weird year, like a lot of weird things are happening. I think gaming journalism is like day by day becoming worse and worse. There's moments. There's some there's some individuals out there who are doing their due diligence and they're producing really great content. Like uh, Jason Schreider of Kotaku, I believe he's freelance, but he writes primarily for Kotaku. His um, he's done a lot of really amazing. Yeah, he's done a lot of really good articles recently, and I think it was ever since he went freelance. (laughs) Yeah, late last year he started doing more pieces on development and Mm -hmm. what goes on with game publishers and developers. And I think since then. He's brought a lot of credibility to Kotaku. And then these things happen. Yeah, then you have... I, I don't know who the... I don't, I don't the, want to say names. Yeah, but. I, yeah, I guess I don't know who the author is. So, But it, this is like when people make fun of Kotaku. This is the thing I think of. Mm-hmm. And th- they have put published many articles that are like facepalm worthy. Kind of like this. Like I can understand, like going back to the Sekiro debate, I can understand where it's coming from. Yeah, we like, had a pretty okay. civil talk about it last week. Civil last episode. Like, yeah, it's difficult. It's about game design. I think you can have a good discourse out of it, but this is just straight up. Well, this is just you slow mis- news day. misinterpreting. Yeah, this is just okay. Slow Joker, day, yeah. Joker just came out. All the news about Joker. How can we capitalize this? Hey. Hey Dan, what did you think he said here? That sounded kind of weird. Like, do you say retarded? I think he. Oh, whoa! Be... You can't say that. <gasps> Are you thinking what I'm thinking? It's a perfect article to put out. The perfect article. I'll be fair though. It does sound like it does sound like it after you like read it's, the article and go not, back to not, it. It's not. It's not a clean <laughs> pronunciation. It wasn't a good take. It wasn't his best take. It's not. Lotus I mean, Juice felt really cool about it. He really wanted it in the game. We're humoring him. Uh, you know what? Uh, at least, at least, like Persona Five is getting more attention. I guess for better or worse. <laughs> I mean, depend. Like, yeah, there's a lot of weird. It seems like generally the discourse around Persona Five is very positive, which mm-hmm. it should be because I think it's a good game for what it's worth. I think it's a great game. Which you never beat. Um, I can still appreciate it. Uh, I can still point out things that are good in it, like at how it has the best persona battle system and negotiation system. Well, I like, guess you I actually can, know I that can, from playing like the first half. I guess I've yeah. played. I'll give you. I'll give you every that. I'll give you that. persona game, Andy. Not I've been through. Game. I've been through the weirdest <laughs> of persona when it, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. They're just throwing all shit right, out all there. Right, all right. I'll give you I'll give you credit, Mr. JRPG. I got that at least. I got I got my my proof and I got my basis. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for you that's still loosely related to this topic. Hit me. Could you picture them remaking Personas three or four in the P five engine? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's something they would do? Hmm. I for what I think Persona Four might fit, but, but I think three. the UI is like way too crazy for like, like the style they're going for. Like, P- 
also i i don't want to imagine them like propor- like proportion wise like the persona 3 and 4 characters in like p5 because <laughs> they're always like little like animation anime like you know they blocks, got really like, big heads like, what do you call in, it uh, anime in, characters yeah <laughs> and you put them in like realistic proportions i guess like ultimax kind of did that but still like i think it was like kind of jarring at first like, I oh, mean, that's what they look both, like in, in real life. In both games, there were like uh, animated cutscenes. Like in Persona Four, there was like proper proportions and all that. Like you got weird. to see the character's design, but they they lended themselves to it. They were designed with that in mind. Yeah, I think three I would, three yeah. they would have to like do a different art direction because mm-hmm. three's art direction was quite different. But four, mm, you're probably I guess right. Engine, four is probably wise, the simplest. If they wanted similar. to, they could totally do it. But should they? I, uh, That's the I next would. Part. I would like, if anything, just the HD remaster of it. I don't want a complete reboot. If you're gonna do a complete reboot, just doing like a new engine or something. Do you want the HD to be FES or portable? For three? Yes. If they did or a like re-release, say, say, say they announced oh. for the Switch, hey, we're porting Persona Three. What's the mm-hmm. subtitle? Do you want attached to it? Because <laughs> uh, there's so many versions. Persona Three, Persona Three FES. Well, it'll, it'll still be portable, right? It'll just FES call it Switch portable. FES Switch. FESS. <laughs> FESP. FESP. Yes. Um. Yes. I. I would be totally down if they re, re-released FES because it was only on the PS2, and that wasn't part of the portable. A package, yeah. Which the I'm kind of sad by. Uh, I think the answer, like, oh, I watched the cutscenes. Yeah, I was to say you didn't play yeah. it. You didn't play it. You watched all the cutscenes no, no, no. on YouTube. I, I have the I played the PS2 version. You didn't beat it. Going back to oh, your I, your I beat points. half of it, sir. That gives me enough credibility. But to here's talk the about thing. <laughs> Unlike Persona anyway, Five, that has its like gameplay and story interwoven. The answer is like play this grind fest of a dungeon, mm-hmm. and the reward is the bits of story we give you. And I mean, those story uh, rewards are really spread out. I'm the type of gamer that doesn't mind grinding. It's just like frustrating because in Persona 3's PS2 incarnation. In both of them, the original release and FES, you couldn't actually mm-hmm. control your party members. But in Portable, so, you could. In Portable, you could, because they basically brought over all the improvements from Persona Four. Yeah, but in in our context, in this uh, in, in this context right now, if they do re- release it, I mean, they can implement all the like the good changes. I'd like to think so, but here's the other thing: this is super specific to Persona Three, mm-hmm. FES, and three original release are pseudo 3d where you have a camera and you run around the school versus portable which is like a more visual novel style mm-hmm. i would argue i kind of think that style is better because you get to go through the monotony of some of the days quicker but isn't that more catered towards a per- like portable experience though versus actual i mean yeah experience? yeah but i'd say so but at the same time i know I kind of appreciated it because it made it so I didn't have to run around school. I think if you do that in a modern console, people will complain that, like, this Maybe. is like a PSP game. I mean, because I think they're, people they're gonna call it out for being a PS2 like a game. Flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but to answer your question, 
A, yes, I would like to see P3 and P4, maybe in P5 engine, but I think not in the exact same... Like, I think the UI will be, like, too crazy for those kind of games. Because P5 just take, takes, maybe. like, the cake for crazy UI. Because P3 was it, more though. clean. P4 uh, stepped it up a little in terms of, like, craziness, but P5 just, like, woo. Yeah. Like I love it to I love it to death. But yeah, like, God, it's, a, it's, out it's there. a treat. It's a treat every time you press pause. It's a treat. Like God, every time you go to a like, shop, oh. it's a treat. Every mm-hmm. time you go to the doctor, it's a treat. But mm-hmm. Persona Three is just very chill, chill music, and P Four is just like family fun, Junus. Well, to an extent. <laughs> I don't know why I really liked Four because I felt like. It still ended the world, but it didn't really feel that grim. The stakes were more grounded, and they were more centered on characters you grew to care about. Like, you you get to... In the context in 3 is that, you know, this is a global scale problem, whereas in 4, it's a localized problem. <laughs> it's a local... And because, <laughs> and because local. you're stuck in that town, <laughs> that town in of itself becomes a character, and you Persona sort of grow f- attached to it. Persona 4, the domestic disturbance... <laughs> Oh my god. That's it's a localized great. issue. It's only happening in Inaba. Like it really feels like you're watching like a Japanese drama or something. It feels like P4. you're watching JoJo Part 4. It really Well, I didn't watch Part 4. Though. Yeah, no, I think so. I think if I went back to Persona 4, it'd be really hard not to draw comparisons with JoJo because holy crap, they're like beat for beat. I mean, I smell a YouTube series, but so maybe we'll actually try that. <laughs> but yeah, the, now that you mention it, it actually, it actually is kind of funny that, well, I don't know what P3 is. It's not even domestic or international crisis. It's like well, P- P3 is literally... Paranormal crisis. P3 is like solving paranormal activity that will eventually result in the death of all humankind. How grim. See, that's super grim. But that's you the shoot theme. yourself in the head. But that's yeah. the theme. It works. Whereas What's Persona the... 4 is you're trying to solve a murder case. And then it kind of has all these spin-off scenarios where... Like JoJo. JoJo Part 4 is about trying to solve this murder. It's trying to find this this serial killer. This murderer. I think that's but, why I like the P4 like the most. Because it's sort of lighthearted in a way. I mean, Even with like the murder definitely. mystery going on. I mean, all the Persona games have their moments of being like wacky anime fun times. Don't get me wrong. Four especially wacky anime has fun that. times. Four especially has that. Three had it to an extent too. At least and you forget the, the is... hot springs episode. Oh my god, I love that part. Or the beach episode where you're trying to pick up chicks. Wait, in P four? In P three. P three A. P five. P five is great, but you will never see it because you didn't beat it yet. Wow, <laughs> I'll never see it. He says. <laughs> I very well as, could. As long as, like, until this podcast, like, stops recording itself. Or, like, stops completely. How do I say it? When this series ever ends, let's say. Mm. Please beat it before this podcast, like, stops. Well, know? that's on you. <laughs> oh, my and, God. And when I say you, I refer to you as in my co-host, Andy. And you as the listener. Depends on you. But here, to Please. sort of wrap up this Persona conversation, especially since it's been predominant, it's been predominant throughout most of this entire podcast episode. So much for a side topic. Well, you <laughs> wanted to get into it, and then I kept it going. 
I love you too. It man. sounds like <laughs> five is your favorite. Is that accurate to say, or is four your favorite? Mm, just for the scale of things, I say five is my favorite. For, okay, as of now, yeah. Okay, but four still carries that, you know, my ch- my like childhood. Well, your childhood, childhood as you played it <laughs> as you were how old <laughs> shut up um nostalgia factors like it's one of the fond ps2 games i still remember playing like, i remember I watching so the gt review and just being like they just gave this ps2 game like a 9.2 or whatever like that's crazy a non-final fantasy this game is getting a 9 point. It's, a, it's 2008 and it's a ps2 game getting a 9.4 dude i miss game trailers I mean, they still exist. Easy allies. It, I mean, I don't. The same though. No, it doesn't. It's weird. It's weird for me. I appreciate what they do, but it, it's weird, in a way. But yeah, wrap up your thought. Uh, no, I just I was just curious about which game you thought was your favorite. Like Persona Five, hands yeah. down. Yeah, cool. Like I was just, I was just curious. Cause I guess that's part of the uh, reason why you've been pushing it so hard. There's dungeons. There are like an. I will like agree with you that it just goes on forever and I wish it wasn't included. But at the same time, the overall package and the feeling you're, you're left with when you beat the game, it just feels very, very satisfying. I mean, I, I will say this. I think this could be spread to most Shimigami Tensei games, but Personas especially are always satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like when you, when you beat the final boss in each game, it feels like an event. It feels like a accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And it feels very, there's a certain finality to it. And I'm glad it's getting more attention by like the general public now. Yeah. Whereas it just used to be like, oh, I mean, it's just another Japanese RPG. I mean, to be fair, three back in the day was what propelled the series to even be a thing. Oh, yeah. And then like four. Four further pushed it. And then five and, is and like, it to oh, he's in Smash now. In. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would have never thought. In a million years, that of all the, the point where Persona can be in Smash. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely I mean, crazy. We have to point out that Sakurai is a big fan of Persona too. I mean, he's just a fan of games. God bless him. He just God never bless stops that working. Man. I hope he sleeps. Please sleep. I hope he gets sleep. I really do, especially now that his child has a gun. <laughs> His freaking B button is just called gun. I love it. <laughs> Joker has a gun. <laughs> now Kirby has a gun. Oh. Kirby has a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that image so much. Just Kirby going, ah! And he just has a gun in his hand. <laughs> uh, that was a fun topic. All right, moving on. All right. There's a lot of announcements. Surprisingly a lot like compared to like our slow days. So let's go through them really quickly for like the small ones. Octopath Traveler Switch version announced and also prequel to the original game announced for mobile. PC version announced. You said Switch version, sure. Oh, yeah. Why did I say Octopath Switch? God, I'm stupid. Octopath PC version announced. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. (laughs) That game works on Switch. I don't know how well it works on PC. It will work as much as Chrono Trigger worked on PC. Are you saying that post-launch or launch? Because those you are very me, different buddy. experiences. You tell me. I, I don't know. I find it weird because Octopath is such a pick-up-and-play game. Like It's such a game I would never be able to play for hours on end. 
I would only be able to put like an hour or two tops at a time. Well, lucky for you, as I was rambling, they announced in Japan for now the prequel to Octopass Traveler for、oh. mobile. For mobile. How's it, it a prequel? Good. I have no clue. Isn't there pre- prologue <laughs> chapters? Each character is a prologue chapter. Wouldn't that be the prequel? Not really, because a prequel would ha- be. Like showing you how、before. you got to the prologue? I think so. That's weird. I didn't really read much. That's about it. weird. Because it's a mobile. I'm like,、oh, okay, this my, might not come to like. My other、America、thought is、like、maybe it's、later. only the prequel chapters, like those prologues. You know what? I'll. We'll, I don't know. If you, if you want to learn more, then look into it. But <laughs> if you want to learn more, you came to the wrong place. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know, dude. Like. I don't know. I I don't think Octopath I was, at its best. Octopath was never a, never able to captivate me to go through more of it, and I don't I was, see. Yeah, it's cool that it's being available for more people because it's one of the reasons I bought a Switch.、So、that's cool. It's just、mm-hmm. I, I I just have no interest on playing it on my PC. I feel like Switch is the only place I'd ever play it. To be honest, I was more excited about the PC port because people can actually like mod it, so the gameplay can be more accelerated in a way, and take all the nuances out of it. If it's friendly.、Possible. Give it.、Mm. It depends. I mean, there's gonna be people are gonna be able to open that thing wide open no matter what. But it depends on how they port it and what what their process is. Because it's it's running on Unreal, I think, isn't it? Yes, Unreal Four. So it should be dual, relatively procedural. Like it should be generally decent think... to go into versus a custom engine. Yeah, because like all the, like the bosses are like um. Static J pixelated JPEG, so yeah, those would be like really cool to like mod. I mean, I, I just want yeah.、Uh, can you imagine a mod where you just replace all the character sprites with Final Fantasy sprites? Ooh, in that lighting and engine, change all the characters with Final Fantasy sprites. Yeah, just remake Final like, Fantasy.、Why、I mean,、not? I mean that could be kind of cool. That could get that would be good incentive. I could see myself going through the game if all the characters just look different and looked like if、Final、Square、Fantasy、Enix、characters. is cool about it. That would be a fun mod to play, actually. I mean, it it depends on how, on how easy if it it's is doable or not. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's gonna be that. But what do we, what do else what else do we have? What else do we have? This is small potato Darren, news. How much how much do you like Star Wars? You know, as an adult in 2019, who grew up in an era of prequels, and at the peak, I I guess now is the peak of Star Wars marketing. Mm-hmm. But I lived through the second craze of Star Wars,、mm-hmm. and I'd say I like Star Wars a whole lot. I like the video games more than I like the movies, specifically the early two thousand video games. But I'm generally an excitable fan of Star Wars. You know what EA just did? They announced. Hold your horses! A single player Star Wars game. Single-player Star Wars game from EA, developed but oh in development by Respawn Games. I got a I got a riddle for you. Star Wars: Fallen Order was revealed. I got a riddle、Go、for you. No. You have <laughs> Respawn Entertainment, one of the probably of all the developers in this in the games industry right now. Probably the best known multiplayer developers, right? Apex、they、Legends. Had, 
They had Titan a hand. They had a hand in the Call of Duty games at Infinity Ward. A lot of their staff are games. ex Infinity Ward. They made they're part of Modern Warfare's like one through three. They made the Titanfall. Yes, the great. They made mm-hmm. Apex, which is like which is a big thing right now. So they're a pretty good now? multiplayer. For sure, why not? Yeah, sure. Then let's go over to and they're making a single player game, right? Single player only. Yeah, single player only. Uh, game. I want to I want to jump sh- shift gears here. Now you have BioWare, mm-hmm. right? BioWare, you could say, are known for their quality single-player games. Like they're yep. known for making some of the most influential story-based single-player experiences. Yeah, Mass the Effect Kotor, and they just developed a massive project of a multiplayer-focused loot shooter called Anthem. We don't talk about Anthem here. Riddle me this, Andy. Why didn't Bioware develop this game? Why didn't Respawn to salvage make Anthem? Anthem? But why didn't why, why didn't they give Anthem to Respawn? The multiplayer because people. Respawn was busy working on Apex. Were they for like eight years? I mean, but is it the, turned out well? But, <laughs> yeah, kind Apex of. did. But but isn't it weird? Isn't that weird, though? You have the studio whose strength is single-player games, and you go, work on the multiplayer game. And you go, hey, multiplayer studio, work on the single-player story-driven experience. Okay, here's what I know. All I know is Respawn pitched the idea to EA. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Also, I want to point out, Bioware made probably one of the greatest single... Two of the greatest single-player RPG series ever with Mass Effect and Star two. Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Mass Effect 2 only. So they have experience with Star Wars. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm not saying I'm mad about this. I'm just saying it's weird Here. to me. This is baffling in a way. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool because Respawn has a great track record. The Titanfall mm-hmm. games are fantastic. Apex is easily my favorite of the Battle Royale shooter games. Mm-hmm. So I think they can do great things. Great things. I look forward to seeing what the game actually looks like outside of its story trailer. Because, oh boy, have we seen a lot of Star Wars media over the years about Jedi during the Order 66 days. That never came to be or got canceled. No, but there's been a lot of stories in that universe already. We've had that with the Clone Wars, with Star Wars Rebels, we've had that with other games have covered this material like it's it's, it's trotted ground. But there hasn't been a good video game covering that era, I don't think. Like there's not a lot of media covering it, like books, animations. Uh, what about what about The Force Unleashed, Andy? We don't talk about bastard childs here. Oh. <laughs> Whoa! You know what? For for what it's worth, that gave birth to a character. I guess somewhat memorable enough to be included in a Soul Calibur game. I guess hey, Andy, if he's memorable, what's his name? Star Killer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, I remember. <laughs> I was I was half expecting you to not know who he was. I'm a master of knowing dumb facts. <laughs> like that time he brings down a star destroyer using the freaking. Uh, force from orbit and he gets beaten by stormtroopers uh no Ooh. he gets beaten by the emperor dude everyone gets beaten by the emperor anyway that's not the point here that's actually true 
Yeah. That is factually <laughs> true. <laughs> I, I can't deny that. I can't dispute that. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, I'm kind of excited because the whole prospect of, as Darren said, there's a lot of media featuring the aftermath of Order 66. But the fact we're actually getting a legit story-driven Star Wars game. Because I was actually want like a KOTOR-like experience in like the modern gaming age. Yeah, that'd you be like, cool. That would they so if, they Bioware pitch three. EA said no, make an MMO. That's a bummer. That turned out great. <sighs> did you play it? I kind of did. I did. And there was I really that great. wanted to like it. Holy crap! It was okay. No, it wasn't. I played it free during the free weekend. Yeah, but you can get to the part where they ruin characters from Knights of the Old Republic. The only... Look, all the Star Wars games up till now is like kind of meh. But I gotta say... Whoa, any whoa. S- what? whoa. What do you mean all the Star Wars games have been meh? Like the MMOs and stuff? Force Unleashed? That's... Modern, modern age Star Wars games. You, you gotta consider the era. Because the early era 2000s of? gave us stuff like Kotar 1 and 2, which in my opinion are two of the greatest RPGs okay, ever okay. made. I'll, I'll, we also I'll got How Republic about... Commando, which is fantastic. Is that a PS2 game? That is an Xbox and PC game. It's on Steam right now. So Xbox, the original Xbox. Yes. Okay. And it's like a on. Metroid Prime Ghost Recon-esque Star Wars game, and it's freaking rad. Mm-hmm. Go on. We had Pod Racer. That's a fun uh, game. We had the beat 'em up GBA Revenge of the Sith and also beat 'em up DS Revenge of the Sith. Those are pretty okay. good. I said modern age, so anything that's like PS3 on like onwards. We all the got, all the games are you're mentioning are like all like PS2. We got and that like Battlefront Xbox. VR experience. That's neat. Come on. <laughs> Come on. No, I get what you're saying. Star Wars yeah. games have not been in the place they were back in the early 2000s. And the prospect of Fallen Order that appeals to me is getting back to like the era of the Jedi Knight games. Well, the point I wanted to make was like their cinematics are always top quality. Yeah. Like the all graphics, the cinematics for the like graphics, the, the even the MMO. Sound. Even for like Battlefront, it was like, wow. They sure yeah. know how to make cinematics. Yeah, they can. They can. I just, I just want the, the game to be good. Like ever since, like well, we haven't got a good a... Mass Effect game, or not a new Kotor. I've been kind of jonesing for like a good Bioware. Oh no, not a Bioware. Sorry, a good Star Wars <laughs> story-driven RPG. I don't know why I said Mass Effect. I thought Bioware was because developing. You keep it. thinking about how Bioware should be making this game. It's in your head now. Brain fart. I mean, Respawn made Titanfall two, and that was okay in terms of story. No, that that a uh, right? fantastic single player campaign. That's probably like one of the best single player shooter campaigns like ever. Straight yeah, up. so I trust Respawn. I mean, Respawn also did the original Modern Warfare, so why not? Which people played for the multiplayer. I, the the soap saga was good. Okay. <laughs> there was there was a saga. Like the tri- the soap trilogy, Modern Warfare one two three. I, yeah, it, okay, it moving was on. A thing, if it's good or not. <laughs> but I, the only thing I wanted to add to the Fallen Order conversation was I'm hoping because they they keep talking about the combat and the lightsaber combat, 
and I hope it gets up mm-hmm. to a point where it's as good, hopefully better than the Jedi Knight games, where you got to wield a lightsaber and you could input a mod or you input a cheat code, and it made it so you can chop off people's limbs, and it was rad. Oh, he had really cool lightsaber fights. Can you imagine if like a Japanese company made Star Wars? Platinum Games by Star Wars. Star Wars by Platinum Games. Star Wars and the Devil May Cry Five engine. Super sadistic Sith action. Oh. I mean, they tried to do that with Force Awakens. They tried. I mean, it was it didn't it was work. Okay. It didn't work. It was oh, it was admirable attempt. It was a Actually, thing. I mean, it got a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's an accomplishment. But it, you know what? It certainly yeah. did. When I, I want to see that press that press holder meeting, that uh, that like that shareholder meeting, where they're like, "All right, everyone's look over our IPs." And it's like, "Hey, we should do something Force Unleashed." That game got a sequel. <sighs> anyway, pause right here. Okay. Uh, damn, we we sure do love segues. I mean, that's how podcasts work. <laughs> I think it's we're doing good. It's just you talking about something that spins off into a completely different topic. I like when the part when you and I just yell at each other. I mean, that's <laughs> what podcasts are all about, too. All right, resuming in three, two, one. Speaking of sad news, see what I did there? Oh. Xbox, or I guess Microsoft, announced a new variation of the Xbox One console. And guess what, Darren? I see where you're going. Do you, who wants an optical drive in this day and age where every like internet's super fast, you can download all the games right away? You know? The ideal I future. Wish, I wish my Xbox, which I don't own, like, you know, why not just get rid of the optical tray and make, just make me pay less money for it? Hmm? That sounds okay. And now you can with the Xbox One Sad Edition. X-Bone, X-Bone Xbox X. One <laughs> Sad Edition. Now, you Xbox may be wondering One what the Sad, sad Edition stands for. And I don't actually remember. <laughs> All Something I remember drive? is that Sad. Ah, uh, what is it? S-A-D. You know what? If you Google it, everyone's just calling it the Sad Edition. That's how <laughs> sad this is. I mean, Xbox in terms of... I mean, they have some cool stuff going on in terms like their games for gold. Like, that service is good. Mm-hmm. They got backwards compatibility. But uh, in terms of their modern lineup, it's uh, a, little, a little lacking. Oh, I figured it out. It's the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Oh. Hence, the sad. That is sad. And the sad, the most sad part about all this is that their actual marketing on Twitter calls it the sad edition on their, like... Oh promotional graphic i love it <laughs> they I just mean, called it a saturday i mean I, I can you imagine how much the marketing would have improved for the xbox mm-hmm. one if they just call it the x-bone yes i mean you think memes are just like you know making fun of it but it, in the end people remember memes longer than actual if, marketing if they would have just called it the x-bone and avoided that whole you need to be connected to the internet to play games thing at the start and the whole tv talk I, we'd be in a different timeline you would have more exclusives 
Maybe Crackdown 3 would have been good. And Scalebound wouldn't have been canceled. Oof. Even though that game seemed weird. Could have been cool. Could have been cool. Could have been cool. I guess we'll never find out. It makes Expo's us all sad. very sad. Here's my fun point about this. It costs two forty nine USD, which is more expensive than the Xbox One S. Yeah, it'll cost two ninety nine in Canadian dollars, probably. Which, uh, like, so you're paying more for what? I I think it's just generally just cheaper. I thought mm-hmm. it was more expensive. No, the Xbox One is, is still two ninety nine. I think. No, but the Xbox One S isn't that oh, a yeah. cheaper. Oh yeah. Well, skew? they don't make the. No, that's the more like, uh, better skew with like better components and shit. So it's basically it Xbox One parts, Slim. But isn't that meant to be like a cheaper model to buy? And then you have the X, which is the premium model. Mm-hmm. And this is basically just the digital version where you're just getting a cheaper version of the S. Huh. Huh. It's made for somebody. I bet I think it's just a cheaper like Fortnite machine if you really want to play it in consoles. Or if you live in Japan or Korea if like the where the internet's really fast. If you're living there, you're already playing it on PlayStation, your computer, or in Japan, you're playing it on your Switch. Or this could be a way to like fight piracy in China. Because why would they buy Xboxes boot- when they can just pirate it? Because you won't buy. They can't put in bootleg boot, uh, bootleg discs anymore. I can't pronounce bootleg discs. If they have any reason to buy an Xbox, yes. I mean, they make their own like weird so gaming why would they, consoles. Why would they buy an, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why would they buy an Xbox? They have all their crazy third party boxes and systems that play all the games they want that probably cost like a quarter of the price i mean ask microsoft they release it for a reason did they no no i'm just like this i'm i'm talking about the sad edition in general like why make it like it's probably for somebody but i i don't think it is (laughs) i think it's it's just to say they're releasing something are they just trying to get rid of like parts or something? That like, honestly, too- that honestly is probably the actual closest bit to the truth. It's probably they just have a warehouse full of the parts Xbox components, and they want yeah. to clear out their factory lines to produce it. And that's Sad. probably the most cost-effective way to do it is to attempt to sell more Xboxes, get that into people's hands, then start to branch out for their next system. Or they want to make their like Microsoft Game Store more like. Part of the ecosystem, I guess. Well, they're probably trying to integrate their entire Games for Gold service. They're trying to sell you this system that all Mm -hmm. it can do is is ideally download full games that you buy, or it downloads the games from Gold. So it's almost like a a subscription video game box. So Mm -hmm. their idea is probably to get that into many people's hands as possible. Then when they do their next system, that stuff should carry over. So the idea is they they got you ingrained in the, the ecosystem. Maybe. Yeah, more more power to them, I guess. Or they just made it and just hoped. I mean, I'm not getting it, so it's not no. it's not for me, so move <laughs> yeah, on. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean I mean if I'm gonna play an Xbox game, I'm gonna play it on my PC. I really hope they really push the cross uh the cross platform, I guess is the right word. Where you can play like Xbox One games on your PC. I mean you you can. 
Like, not all games, though. But the, the, the ones that you want to play, you can. Yeah. Including the Master Chief Collection, which is finally coming to PC. Ugh. TM soon. <sighs> so, speaking of things I actually want to buy. Mm-hmm. Capcom, of all things. Wait, you want to buy this? Let me finish. <laughs> Capcom announced their, I think it's called a home arcade system. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically... Take the Capcom logo and fit two arcade sticks within the Capcom logo and preload and it with, I think... six buttons on each side. Six buttons on each side for two players, and it's preloaded with Capcom fighting game... Uh, arcade game, sorry. With and a lot I, of when I, games. I think from the, up to the 16-bit era. So nothing... So no, no Third Strike. Uh, they have some games that are pretty close to it. Like Darkstalkers is of that era. Yeah, and Street Fighter Alien vs. Predator I think. is pretty sophisticated. Oh, everyone's really excited for Alien vs. Predator. I mean, there's no the good way to play it. Yep, now you can, but you just gotta fork over the cash for you it. You just have to buy Capcom's logo. But I'm actually, I actually am excited for this. For one thing, it comes with two arcade sticks, so I thought I'd have to buy two. But but it's one thing, right? Yeah, one thing, but. Where it's do like you kind store of replicating that? that arcade experience. Where do you hmm? put that? Where do you store that? When in, not in use. You have your living room, right? Where your TV is. Oh, man. I got... Where the fuck do you put that? You know what you, know what you do with it? You no. Get, you get one of those wall hangers, like little <laughs> little arms, and you you put it against the wall. Oh, my God. And if you stare directly at it, it's just a Capcom so logo. Ridiculous. It's a... It's a fucking wall ornament, and that's until, a game console at the same until time. It's you have freaking someone, brilliant. Until you have your friends over, and you're drinking, and someone walks past it and smashes their face into one of the sticks. No, 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 no. You just you put it against the wall. <laughs> it, no, it's literally an ornament. It's like an optical illusion. Oh, my God. If you stare directly at it, it's just a Capcom logo. It's I gotta genius. say, I gotta say, I I am really not on board with the form factor. It's, it's so Dude, ridiculous. Dude, I, th- I think it's super creative. It, it is creative. At the same time, it's not. And because that's, that's... it's just the logo. <laughs> but it's just so weird to me. It, like, you could make this anything. You could just make it a normal arcade-looking board. Like you could no, but like then people replicate like, it to be clo- no, no, but you could do like the Neo Geo thing. Like they did that. You could do something like that where it has the same look as a Capcom arcade cabinet, but just the whole logo thing is fucking crazy. I think they're trying to appeal to like retro geeks that want to have clearly, the collectibles. Clearly. Um what's the price point on this? Because it's not cheap. So this thing's only announced for Europe at the moment. And I I saw the pre-order listing for it, and it went for two hundred twenty-nine euros. Oh, that's gonna be a lot of Canadian macaroons. Tell you that much. That comes to three forty-four, like direct conversion. Jesus. Which I'm assuming it'll come up to three ninety-nine at least MSRP. Oh. For two arcade sticks and preloaded games, but if you actually look at the components, it's Sawa buttons, only six buttons to be fair, and comes with the Octogate. And like a uh, Senshi Daishi ball. But you which, can only use this for this. 
which I hope it's you're not, not the case. You're, you're not going to plug your fucking Capcom logo into a PS4 and play Street Fighter Five, Dude, dude fucking don't be thinking. Oh. Think about it. I don't have to buy two sticks. I'm just trying to picture... <laughs> just sitting together with your buddy like next just, to each other with the Capcom logo on your like lap. I'm Evo setup where they're doing <laughs> the Alien versus Predator side tournament. And it's just these two fucking Capcom logos. Yo, and they have wanna, to have the players uh, sitting close enough that it's resting on each of their laps. That's part of the game plan. You gotta like oh elbow them God. so they miss oh, I, I love it, but at the same time, I'm so bewildered by it. Dude, I'm I'm surprised they have the balls to pull this off. I actually give like points to Capcom. I mean, kudos this. to them because not every company is bold enough to say, "Hey, our logo is the best." Do you know what's better? <laughs> These really obscure arcade games, except for Street Fighter Two, but not even the version of Street Fighter Two people play. No. Nope. Here you go. Well, why not? I, I people Jesus. are saying since it has like a USB port to it, you can just mod it yourself. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's got it's a, a USB port, it means you probably can plug it into your goddamn PS4 and go wild. Dude, I hope it's the case. It would be the best lamp. It has ever. to be so uncomfortable. Um, like, you know, at, at yeah. my office, if I wanted to play a fighting game on my PC, I would not be able to sit down comfortably with that thing. <laughs> I'd need to get a special chair for that or stool. Look, that's put it on the table. That's only because you're super muscular. No, but like it's so huge and wide and long. It's just, it's just, it's so bizarre. It's it 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 completely defies everything I know about video game distribution for these types of products. It, it, like, I'm, how big is that box going to be in stores? I bet you it's the same box as like the Genji Sword for the Overwatch collectible. That is a reference. it'll be it'll be the size of a like a small uh, electrical keyboard. Like the piano keyboard, not the not a, not a computer keyboard. Like a keyboard has a lot of meaning. I was um, gonna say, I'm like, dang, that's small. I but, actually uh, want to see somebody but, unbox it. But if it it's, actually it's, looks really cool, it's only like twelve games, though, right? Sixteen. Which for that price point is not really a lot, especially considering that most of those games have some sort of digital version that's out there that you can play right now i think it's mostly for it's totally a collector's item it's a form factor this is a hundred percent a hardcore like arcade purist this is for you the guy who remembers going to arcades and seeing those cabinets this is for you and it's for the crazy people who are going to inevitably show up at evo playing on their goddamn capcom logo Please, somebody bring this. I will People love to see. People have played on steering wheels, DDR pads, keyboards. keyboards. Like they're gonna totally play on this. I love it. Anyway, it, <laughs> I bet on. you any gaming themed like bars will have this. They have to. But they moving to. on, um, Sega is also releasing their own retro home console plug and play thingamajig, and seems to be the best uh, version. I mean, Ever since the SNES, SNES thing. The SNES Classic? Yeah. I think this is like the one that will take it off the yeah. retro crown, per se. To be fair, there are a lot of third-party mini Sega consoles out there. Like, you could go to Best Buy right now, and chances are you would see a mini Genesis or a mini Mega Drive that has like 60 games on it. 
But that I thing, keep getting confused that thing with for the actual release. So yeah, I'm like, because, all, like because, almost well, that's because that's what their hardware game is known for. It's known for these really crappy third-party things that are basically glorified emulators that don't even run well. Mm-hmm. Or they have weird bootleg copies of games. Whereas this is an official product. I believe it's developed by M2, who are the development company that's done a lot of the previous Sega collections, like the Sega Sonic classic collection that came out back on ps3 and 360 they've done the eShop stuff for the sega ages mm-hmm. uh they've done the 3ds stuff for the the 3d remasters of uh sega classic so they're really good at what they do they know how to properly run these games so and the best part is they got some pretty cool picks Gunstar Heroes. That's a great pick. They got Castlevania Bloodlines, which I think is a fantastic pick. Sonic 2 and 3. I mean, of course. But yeah, there's too many versions of that, but still. Still. Gotta have it. But I think as an owner of a Sega Genesis back in the day. I still got my Sega Genesis. This is a good throwaway for me. Or throwback, not throwaway. I mean, I could (laughs) see value in me owning this product because I... It has like four. I think, I think it's coming with forty games. Yes, they're still announcing like games yeah. even till today. So it's got a good. It's already has a lineup that I'm like already nodding my head and going, yeah, yeah, I'd play that. Like I, I, I hope could, the price could, is like, hopefully just a hundred dollars. I'd imagine it'd be comparable and competitive with like the NES Mini and the uh, the SNES Mini and like one twenty nine area, I guess. I could see it being like a hundred. Man, Canada sucks for gaming. <laughs> well, it everything sucks. So everything sucks because our dollar sucks, and now gas sucks. So everything. Yep, sucks. can't even drive to places that often because gas sucks. And, and then when you go to buy stuff, you go, expensive. "Oh boy, it's more expensive." Thanks, Canadian dollar. But uh, for we, the for the actual digress. Genesis itself, like I grew up with the Genesis, so this speaks to me. Um, I still own a Genesis, but boy, I don't want to hook it up to an HD TV. So I could like if I want to play Castlevania Bloodlines and some of those other cool titles I got on there, I would I would definitely consider this. What if you can plug in the Capcom controller and play Sega Genesis games? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just pay uh, so anyway, four hundred dollars yeah. <laughs> to to do that. Hell yeah, man! Good God, we spend money on dumber things. Anyway. Speaking of spending money on dumber things, whoever bought the PS1 Mini, I salute you, I guess, for dedicating yourself to buying those things. They're going before like 20 bucks now in Canadian dollars. I I pity the fools that bought that 10 bucks in USD. Could have been great. Could have been great. But they fucked it up. Here's to the PS2 classic. (laughs) Mm. Or PS1 Mini version 2. Oh. I feel like they've sullied the the name too much. No one would be. No one would take. Speaking of sullying names, <gasps> Darren, do you remember when they first announced the PS3? I thought you were gonna say I sullied my own name, but no, I do not sure. remember. That was so long ago, Andy. What happened? You sullied your name for not beating Persona Five. So back in the day when they first announced the PS3. Oh. Two things were super, uh, how do I say? Hmm. They fucked up. Yeah, sure, that's the word. 
the price point, was which at the time up. they said it was five ninety nine, I think. In it was five ninety nine. Five ninety nine US with the boomerang. In the era where the Xbox launched for like a hundred and something, is at least a hundred dollars cheaper. It was like three ninety nine, I think. So two hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, and everyone ripped them apart for it. Then you had the issue that no one knew how the hell to develop for the PS3 because it had that weird cell processor architecture. The most powerful thing ever in video game technology, or video game console technology, I'd say. Circa 2008. I actually wanted to see what the, the, what the boomerang was going to be like, but they pussied out. So, Anyway, so in a recent Wire.com interview... With Mike Cerny, one of the key architects of the PS5. The Creator of NAC. Uh, <laughs> anyway. That's why they let him make it. Because he did <sighs> all the architecture for their consoles. It was a good tech demo, I guess. Yeah, what about anyway. NAC 2? So new information came out of the PS5. So here are the most noticeable points. A new GPU, obviously. A new chip architecture using AMD technology. 8-core. A new SSD storage system. Backwards compatibility with PS4 and PSVR. Thank God. And 8K TV support. And speculated price around $499 and up to $599 USD. Don't go to $599, please. Don't, don't do that again. It's a speculation. Please don't. So here's the best thing I got from this on Twitter. From... Uh, one of the best like news leakers, I think his name is like Zuge X or something. I'm glad you respect him so much to know his name. He said, because this is his joke. I'm not sure why Sony is attempting 8K when Microsoft tried 8K in Japan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the sales numbers were bad. But I, I saw a lot of the 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 word on the street was the word on the interwebs was that the PS5 supposedly has zero loading times is what they're pushing because of the new SSD. Yeah, which you and know, the chip you know, if you can do that, props to you. But let's be real, it'll be a lot faster because whole oh boy, loading games on the PS4 is not quick. Bloodborne loading times. Oh my god, launch launch window Bloodborne was rough. When you died, you had you had time to like to, to fully time analyze to your mistakes. Time to stop and think and ponder over your actions. And then two minutes later you can try again. Not and quite that bad, seconds. but it got close. Um I mean I guess it's not like a your typical SSD. By the way, he's like describing it because you can already swap out the hard drive on your PS4 with any off-the-shelf SSD. That's true, but it can't properly make use of it because it wasn't designed to make use of it. I wonder if they're going to use like the M2 SSD technology for this. I mean, not, like, I, I'd imagine SSD. they're using whatever is the most current uh, right now would be their yeah. like sort of they plan around like, that because the PS4 compared to like pcs is incredibly weak but they're able to do amazing things with it still and so always the next generation is a pretty substantial leap in terms of just raw power and overall performance so i'd really hope 
they could improve on some of the technical scale backs of uh, PS4 and Xbox. Like, how much of an improvement is this over the PS4 Pro? Well, it's impossible to say because we actually don't know what it is. It's purely oh, speculation. The like, theoretically, based on what they're saying, it should be a monumental improvement in terms of loading times because it's running an SSD now. Mm-hmm. But overall, so one thing- it's hard. It's hard to say. It's just a just it's just like it's it's probably going to be pretty close if they're being able to play PS4 games on it. Mm-hmm. It has to be similar enough. So here's the actual quote. It is estimated that the new SSD is 19 times faster than traditional SSDs. Huh. That's, that's quite saying something. That's quite the statement, but 19 times faster. I mean, they this is this is marketing speech. This is to get people excited. So I'll need to see what whatever SSD is actually there. We'll have to see because mm-hmm. it could just be a bunch. The one of thing just I'm say say so. The one thing I'm super excited about is the like the potential of backwards compatibility. That that because well, I was that's a good incentive to stay in the console market. I mean, it will give me a reason to just like straight up just trade in my PS4 right now and just go for a PS5 because like, what's the point of keeping a PS4 at that point? Yeah, especially if it's compatible with digital downloads because that's how I've played most of my games. And if they do stuff like the PS4's boost mode, but applied mm-hmm. to PS5, if I can play Red Dead Two at sixty frames per second on my TV. That'd be fantastic. With fast loading times. Yeah, that would be that. That would be huge. I hope they don't pull a PS4 thing from the PS3 when they're when they introduce a new like dashboard which makes like your ps3 stuff not like valid anymore what if i could play persona 5 on the ps5 what then no i mean no you're still playing the ps4 version (laughs) but 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 it's p5 on the ps5 that's how it was meant to be uh yeah okay okay fine 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 hey hey p3p mm. psp hmm hmm so this thing's not slated till not for this year says the guy so i'm assuming they're gonna announce it next year's e3 they're, they're not or even, tokyo game they're, show they're probably. probably gonna do their own event is what i'd imagine Ugh, PlayStation they're, they're, live thing They'll either do PlayStation Live, they'll either do PlayStation Experience, and they'll do their own thing. They're they're, they're going to make a big deal of this because they're right now the leader in the console market. Are they? Yes. Can you confirm that Nintendo isn't? Nintendo's not. Nintendo is best-selling, but they still have a long way to go to catch up to PS4 numbers. Because PS4 has been out for almost a decade. Mm. Okay. Like PS4, like beat so, PS2 in terms of its total, like, in, ter- in overall sales. PS4 is like is has changed the entire story about Sony. Like PS3, everyone's like, oh, Sony's dead. Like Sony fucked up. They ruined it. And then Xbox 360 was pretty much that clear cut winner from that generation. Mm-hmm. And then the story reversed well, really they- hard for PS4 and Xbox One. And here's my question for PS5 then. If the rumors are true that they're delivering all this performance, like a great monumental increase from the previous generation, but if they do price it at like four ninety nine, do you think they're going to like repeat the same mistake they did with PS3 in that initial launch? If they launch? do it at five ninety nine, yes. 
is like the limit and they have to make a pretty compelling argument as to why this is the skew or this is the price point it needs to be they need to have a compelling argument because i think when ps4 came out it was pretty close to 4.99 and did it? it it was in canada at least it was and that that was pretty insubstantial in the long run but here's the thing: if Sony does their usual thing, and any game, um, video console manufacturer, video game console, like what's stopping them from making a PS5 Slim again or PS5 Nothing. Pro? It's it's you like if they price this thing at five ninety nine, like, are they gonna release another one that's gonna be like six ninety nine? Assuredly, like, they're gonna insane. do they're gonna do different models for sure. They're gonna do their different revisions down the line, sell it to you again. Like they're gonna do all that every time because people buy it every time. But do you think like they actually? Pr- oh, okay. Let me let me let me rephrase this. Because they have so so much success with the PS4, do you think they're taking a bigger risk with PS5? in terms of no. like okay i think this is the safest course of action for sure because a is it at that price point well the price point's like neg- negligible because basically you're paying for a powerful pc at this point and the point of having backwards compatibility lessens the if. loss and they're probably going to market well it has backwards compatibility that's what they've confirmed no it's a rumor no it's been confirmed that's they had their announcement no, they announced it's like compatible with the PS4 games. They didn't announce backwards compatibility with everything else. I, I, I'm only saying PS4 because that's all that's relevant. Nah, You're never going to be able to play PS3 games and PS2 games on this. Never. My mountain of PS3 games in my closet. Ugh. You better go take them to the dump because that's Fuck. that's all the use you're going to get out of those. But the PS4, like the fact that it's backwards compatible and that it supports the PlayStation VR is like the smartest and safest thing they can do because they want to keep in their relatively sizable VR demographic. And it, and it lessens the blow to the idea of if it plays on my PS4 games, I'll trade my PS4 and all of a sudden it's cheaper. So people are going to go all over that for sure. Like it, they, they've done a very smart thing and I think it's not really going to be a problem. Granted, know, granted it depends on compatibility how, and make it cheaper. I would just take a cheaper version. Well, yeah, but they're trying to they're trying to get you to pay more money because they know that hey, you get $150 off you trade in your PS4, you'll trade it in your PS4 and get it. Like that's what you're you're going to do. It's what everyone's going to do. Granted, mm. this is all speculation and it depends on what this actual actual backwards compatibility is. If it's just, oh, it's limited. It only works with these games. Then all of a sudden that's a different conversation. So it really just depends on what the details are, and we'll know down the line. So the current statement is that, according to analysts, that it could release soon as Christmas this year, and earlier than the Xbox 2, whatever that is. (laughs) They better not call it the Xbox 2. X2? (laughs) Anyway, the point being... Some people are saying it's not going to release this year. The Mike, the actual architect said they're not going to release it this year, but some people are saying that is. I'm assuming, as you said, like they might just announce it this year, just just announce it, like give a like a tease of it. Yeah. During the like PSX. I mean, historically um, they've game released show in September. Historically, they've released their consoles in November. Mm-hmm. 
So but I it's uh, it's just up to them. They skipped it's... the E3 this year, presumably because they have nothing to show. Yeah, how how many times can you show The Last of Us 2? At least one more. Third time is the charm. Like, PS... Like, PlayStation right now is, like, so... Like, we have so many great games up till now. Don't get me wrong. But after, like, Days Gone, like, what do we have? Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Tsushima? Ghost um. of Japan. S- <laughs> Then I mean, we got, uh, we got, um, I told him to tip my tongue. We got Kojima's game. Death Stranding. We got Ludens, the logo. Is that an act? I, I bet you. Here's, here's the wild speculation. That game's just going to be on PS5. Launch. Wouldn't surprise me. Push it. Push it back. Especially if the console's releasing like next year. We don't have a release date for Death Stranding at all. It might not even be a game yeah. at this point. Like, like, it, like, it, I, I, I haven't even thought about that game since like Game Awards. So who knows? They, they could do an announcement at the next Game Awards and be like, "Yo, PS Five, here's a release date. Bye." Like that could be all this thing. time. It was just a tech demo for PS Five. I mean, it would be very yeah. Kojima thing to do. Can you imagine, Segway, if the PS Five? Was made, looked like the PlayStation logo. <laughs> no, that's terrible form factor. That doesn't fit uh, anything. That, how do you have a disc of, tray like, in that? I wonder what kind of cube shape we'll get this time. Probably similar. It's probably going to be pretty comparable to the PS4 because PS3 had a terrible form factor. That shit didn't fit anywhere. You can't stack anything on top of it. You have to freaking <laughs> stack it up tall. Vertically, yeah, that was annoying. But uh, hopefully, this turns out well. Hmm. Well, we'll hear more things down the line, I guess. But to be honest, I'm still enjoying my PS4 because I have such a lot, a long list of backlog games, backlog games for right now. I mean, apparently, I only have one, uh, which I'll never beat on. Until the PS5 comes out and then backwards compatibility, just play on that. P5 on PS5, that's what I'm saying. P5 are on PS5. Yeah. <laughs> P3P, PSP. Say it with me now, anyway. P3P, <sighs> PSP. All right. That's actually all the gaming news we have that I planned up. Now we get into the fun stuff. So Darren and I are at our. Just Darren, to be honest, I'm not wow. that dedicated. I want to be. Are we actually going to get into this? Life beckons. Well, do you want We're to? We're almost at the two-hour mark. It's about what you want. It's only an hour and 40 minutes. That's up to you. That's a lot of editing. Ah, fuck it. I'll edit this out. Okay, segue back into the back of the thing. All right, and that's all the gaming news we have for this week. Surprisingly, we went through all of it. I mean, we did talk about Persona a lot, so that's fair. I mean, once Darren actually finishes Persona Five, we'll talk. We'll have like a Persona cast. All right. I see think. you in two years. <laughs> All right, Darren will finish Persona Five in twenty twenty one. Watch out, look out for the episode. It'll be worth it. It will call it the uh, the P five R the P five R spoiler cast. The P five R on PS five spoiler cast after it releases in November twenty twenty. That way, when we do it in 2021, it'll make sense. 
Just beat the goddamn game already. Never. Anyway. All right. Thank you for tuning in. You can find、uh, you can find the podcast on the YouTube.com/slash/LastBlues. That's where I'll put the the video version of the podcast. You can also find this podcast. On Podbean and also iTunes and Spotify. Once I get the RSS feed set up, could you say you could find this podcast on your podcast platform of choice? No,、oh. only the ones I listed. Oh, I'm still I'm still new to this thing. Once I get to figure it out, probably next episode I'll have a more clear details.、Um, for new updates for the time being, you can follow me on Twitter at lastblues. You can also follow Darren at. You want to say this part? No. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Don't follow Darren. He doesn't five. Don't doesn't follow me. I have terrible opinions, apparently. But it's at Gaming Pilgrim. If you want to follow me, look. Darren has better takes. I have shit takes. So if you want to, if you want to listen to or read really bad video game takes, follow me. I also post very funny memes.、Sometimes. All right. Thank you for listening, listeners. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Stop. This is gonna sound like this. I don't know how long. Post-